Welcome back to Take Us in the Guinness Elder Care Law Hour. I'm your co-host, Tim Takeus, and we're talking today about resources for under-resources, under-resourced seniors. And I'm Barbara McGinnis. In this segment, we're going to continue our conversation with Chris Coleman, who's going to tell us a little bit more about choices, and then we're going to talk about some, um, some other programs to help with covering medication expenses. Welcome back, Chris. Thank Is you. there anything you want to finish up telling us about choices? Um, well, I did just want to give a few tips on people who are uh, trying to apply for the program and ways that they can make that a more smooth, easy experience. Um, you know, first of all, when people call the, the AAADs, the area agency, um, which here is the Greater Nashville Regional Council, and we'll hear from Sarah yeah. Jane soon, um, they, they often do just a, an initial phone screening, and it's important to remember, you might ask something like, can you drive? And they'll say, well, we don't think you're going to qualify. Um, just know that you do have a right to apply. So ask, you can ask, no, I'm sorry, I actually do want to apply for the program. Mm -hmm. um, there's also something called a safety determination. Mm -hmm. So uh, mention choices group one, choices group two, choices group three. Um, for people who are not on SSI and can't get choices group three, they may not be able to safely be kept at home um, unless they get choices group one or group two. Mm -hmm. And a safety determination is a way to say, well, you might not quite get the score on your pre-admission evaluation that you need to qualify for the program, but if we determine that you are a safety risk, we can do this other assessment, and if you qualify, you can still get into Choices Group 1 or Choices Group 2. The trick is you have to ask for it. Mm -hmm. They don't automatically conduct a safety determination. So if you think, if you've had falls or um, other reasons to suspect, let's say you have a, uh, a, a parent who is developing some signs of dementia and maybe has wandered, right. things like that will all play into the safety determination yeah. to say, well, maybe this person, even if they don't quite qualify, we need to make sure they're safe at home, so we'll... The idea we'll is to be persistent. Right. Yeah. Don't, and don't, don't necessarily take no right out of the box. Right. And the final thing is start gathering medical records and financial records as early as possible. Yeah. Um, one, thi one thing that I've seen that helps when we're building a safety determination letter or file is the family telling the story about what all they have tried to do to keep someone safe. What resources have they tried pulling in mm -hmm. and what's worked, what's not worked usually is the case. You know, we've, we've exhausted our supply of friends and families that can come and sit with them or um, you know, we're still going in and out of the emergency room and those kind of things. Right, and also medical documentation of those uh, problems with activi activities of daily living. Yeah. Um, if you've had a doctor, let's say um, you're incontinent, yeah. you need to find a medical record that's, that shows that. You mm -hmm. can't just tell them that. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, they're going to want some documentation, so maybe right. a trip to the doctor to say, can you just do a full assessment and note all yeah. of my problems with yeah. my activities of daily living. Right. So let's switch gears here to the Medicare Savings Programs, okay. uh, QMBs, SLMBs, all the... Okay, tell us what those are and how does um, that help seniors? <coughs> the Medicare Savings Programs, um, the people on Medicare have premiums and out-of-pocket costs that they have to pay. Mm -hmm. um, so low-income seniors who can't afford the premiums or the, the co-insurance that comes with Medicare, these are Medicaid programs, so mm -hmm. they're administered by TenCare but they're to help people afford their Medicare. Mm -hmm. um, so there's three major ones. Um, there's what's called QMB, or Qualified Medicare Beneficiary, SLMB, 
we just generally shortened to SLIMB, mm -hmm. um, that's special low income Medicare beneficiary, and then there's QI, which is qualified individual. Mm -hmm. um, and these are all different programs with different, slightly different income levels to help people afford their Medicare. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so specifically, yes. Um, and I'll have to keep, keep have going. my form here. Yes. Uh, so QMB is the most generous of the benefits, and what it does is it pays the full Medicare premium plus all cost sharing. Um, but people have to be below 100% of the federal poverty level. So the federal mm -hmm. poverty level. So it uh, pays the hundred and some dollar Medicare premium and th all that. That's right. Yeah. Plus the 20% co-insurance that most Medicare beneficiaries have to pay when they go to the doctor. Oh, that's good. Um, so basically all of their out-of-pocket costs. So effectively covered. it's their supplement. Right. It is like a Medicare supplement. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Great. Um, then, and, but you have to be low income. You have right. to be below the poverty level for and low that. low resource too, I guess. Right. right. The mm -hmm. resources have to be uh, low uh, for a individual. Resources have to be below about, uh, let's see, $7,390. Right. Mm -hmm. um, if you're slightly over income for that, then mm -hmm. there are the SLIMB, the SLMB, mm -hmm. and the QI programs. Those cover the premiums for your Medicare, but they don't cover the cost sharing. So you right. will still have uh, the 20% copay when you go to the doctor or right. have a procedure or something like that, but it is a help because you don't have that hundred and something dollars a month uh, of your Medicare premium. And even if you're slightly <laughs> over income, there's no qualified income trust here that works. Right. Yeah. This, so is, uh, this is your actual income. Yeah. yeah. And it's gross income. It's not the money that hits the bank. It's right. It's it's yeah. of course those people are not having a lot of taxes withheld anyway, so it would be the premium reduction, right. but I always do like to try and make sure that people know it's gross, not net. That's right. Okay, so we have about a minute and a half left. What is the low income subsidy program? The low income subsidy program is, it's not administered by TenCare, it's a, a Medicare program, but it's for Medicare Part D, so the prescription drug program for Medicare. Mm -hmm. um, it, for anyone who is on SSI, or who is enrolled in any of these Medicare savings programs automatically gets this low income subsidy program, which sometimes you might hear it called extra help, yes. Part mm -hmm. D extra help. Right. Um, and this really reduces uh, costs for prescription drugs. Uh -huh. um, you don't have right. Part D premiums. So, so we've got like 20 seconds left. We're going to put your sure. slide up here. Where do, yeah. we, where do people go to get help on, to get these programs? Greater National Regional Council, right? That's the Other application. Place, that's the place to go? Um, for the, the Medicare income? savings programs, yeah. they can apply directly with TenCare. There are applications online or they can call, uh, or they can call, call Tennessee, Tennessee Justice, Justice Center, Center for help. Okay, yeah. great. Great. Thank you. Thank All right, you. it's always a pleasure. And we'll be back after this break with a representative from the Greater National Regional Council on Aging. Thanks. All right, thank you, Chris Coleman. Thank you.